Good morning or afternoon or evening or whenever you are listening to this podcast. Welcome to another episode of From the Unbox, the podcast. As always, I'm Kane Wilkinson, your host and the man behind Dusty Organ. This week, I've got a wonderful, wonderful interview. This is actually one of my personal favorites so far this year uh, with a Toronto-based musician, filmmaker, and overall creative, Ryan Faced. He goes by Boy Wonder on stage, and he just put out a new record called Kinda Blue 2. If you haven't already, you might have seen it in my In No Particular Order roundup this week, alongside some other great records that came out on June 4th. And him and I chat about music and life and even death and a lot of great stuff for about half an hour. And uh, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff going on in this week's conversation. And as usual, please don't forget to sign up and follow my monthly newsletter. It's a nice little recap that I do once a month and it keeps your inbox filled with music at the right time. And also, if you are able to, please consider supporting Dusty Organ through Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee. New subscribers get a wonderful welcome bundle, which includes a personalized mix CD customized to your own taste and some cool swag. So check it out on patreon.com slash dustyorgan or buymeacoffee.com slash dustyorgan. And I do want to mention, if you are based in Canada or the US and you want to buy a welcome bundle on your own, I'm giving away three, I've got three left, three digital watches to go with the bundle for free. It's part of the package, 25 bucks Canadian, free shipping. You get a two stickers, coasters, buttons, and a digital watch for $25 with free shipping. That's a deal, okay? It's a great way to support the blog and it's an even better way to look cool as hell, okay? Anyways, enough selling. If you want to do that, check it out. Dustyorgan.com slash shop is where to go. And otherwise, stick around. Let's enjoy this conversation with Boy Wonder. Here it is. Hey, I'm Ryan Faced. I also go by Boy Wonder. And you can listen to my album, Kind of Blue 2, which is out right now. That's right. And that is why I've got you on the show this week, Ryan. Thanks for uh, joining me from a very distant place called Toronto. Thanks for having me, Kane. I yeah. feel like I can almost see you from my stoop here. Yeah, I've got my binoculars out. I think if you just wave a bit, I can I can spy you. <laughs> yes. Well, it'd be fun one day to have you in person, but for now, we're, yeah, we're just sitting over Zoom chatting about his new album, Kind of Blue Two. And uh, Ryan is not only a musician, but he's also a photographer and videographer. He's a very multi-dimensional guy, and uh, he sent. I was explaining this before we started recording, but he sent over a very interesting pitch email which i don't get too often is ones that stand out in a good way and uh yeah it caught my attention and then his music caught my attention and then what really caught my attention was the uh video clips that coincide with your singles because kind of blue too is is more than just an album um how would you describe it ryan oh you described it so well already i it's um the easy answer would be a visual album, but um, it's honestly, I think it's my, um, it's just the way I see the world through these, you know, four by three video clips, as simple as it is, as opposed to, you know, I just get, I make music videos to keep the lights on, you know, that's kind of my bread and butter. So I, I'm just sick of the convention of them, so to speak, especially for the, you know, tends to be that the more stuff pays, the less sort of creative you end up being and i just i'm just i just find music videos you know or the marketing you know ploy of them is served its purpose and now i think you can just 
I think I think music now just needs a visual accompaniment as opposed to a sort of, you know, uh, what we would call a traditional music video. And I, I, I don't know. I think there's a way to. It's just honestly, it's just adding sort of one more of your senses to uh, the experience of the music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, what's cool about these ones as well is it's not just like any old clip or whatever. Uh, you've got some interesting people involved because each song on the album. And they they probably range between like a minute and a half, two minutes kind of tracks, but they're really cool, like DIY grunge rock. Um, but these clips involve strangers, right? You don't know any of these people very well, do you? I didn't, um, you know, some more than others. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, uh, for, uh, for example, I've known um, um, Eddie, who's in the Are You My Girl video. I've known him since I was 16 in high school. And we have a uh, interesting history there, but the other people I've just met through, through the city, um, you know, sort of around the time when I wanted to make this, this, this record. Uh, besides, also my friend Bro, who uh, drums in the band, yeah. is in one of the videos smoking a big old doink, as you as you <laughs> as you saw. But I would say, um, uh, yeah, other than those two, everyone else is sort of someone I just kind of just come into through the city and the sort of that those avenues that it provides with, you know, you just, you don't expect to, I think if you just sort of, you know, float through this city and have open eyes, you meet a lot of really interesting people on the, on the fringes, especially um, Mm -hmm. that are after the same sort of thing we're after. And what would that be? What what, what do you feel like? They're just trying to find some sort of, you know, semblance of, of happiness, but that infinite pursuit I think is there for everyone, whether it's, you know, um, Wiggs, who is sort of the sort of become the star of all of these videos, who is a recovering addict, uh, sort of on the same trajectory as us now in this industry. You know, he's he wants to be a film actor. He wants to succeed and be a director. And, you know, uh, just because we come from very different sort of, you know, pasts, you know, I haven't been an addict, but, you know, I think someone like him, like he's he's gonna flourish because of this sort of you know determination he has coming out of the the darkness that I imagine he was in. But I don't yeah. know if that answered your question at all. But. No, it did. Yeah, I was kind of curious because yeah, there's, there's a few repeats and stuff, right? But uh, for the most part, they do seem like just such raw characters that you know are real people, and it's always one of those. It's kind of like the humans of New York situation where you see these you know uh, I don't want to say different looking people, but people who definitely stand out outside of the the norm we'll say and um yeah. they and you and you just want to know like who are these people what are their stories did you how did you find some of these people like did you just kind of walk around and, and approach them or uh was there some sort of i know you're saying some of them you knew already but for the ones that you didn't really know like how was your approach to getting them to be in the music videos yeah i think you what you said there was great too it's it's essentially you know it's like the people you meet and the people you see in the city, um, you know, you, you often might walk by someone like um, Chiquita, who is in the Hoodwink video, mm-hmm. and think, oh, interesting, you know, cowgirl in the city, and then, you know, go on about your day. But I don't know, I, I've, I saw her enough in the market and started talking with her, and I find out she's also aspiring to do all this shit. Like, she wants to start making these short films with drones that she has. She wrote a book about crystals. And that she gave to me that was in like its infancy and um she's like please read it and you know give me notes and stuff um 
I, I just I just think there's a you know you can maybe you know put your tuning fork to the city a bit more and get to know some of these people even if it's on a somewhat of a you know a surface level I still find them to be incredibly interesting I, I just think these people I don't mean the people in these videos they they're all people that I find so interesting and beautiful because they don't know they're interesting and beautiful if that makes sense they just mm -hmm. they are who they are without knowing who they are and that's sort of to me like you know that's like that's the opposite of like superficial beauty or you know vanity to me it's these this is people that are just like unabashed and just just they are who they are and they're not a carbon copy that's awesome yeah that's such a nice way of putting it it's yeah it's it's almost like the rawness of humanity um that you're kind of capturing these videos and it's it's the music too soundtracking it is it's kind of fun because it seems how would you describe your your style of music do you have a have you have you tried that at all i know genres are kind of becoming outdated but uh any, any way a, of putting it you know what i think it's um the genre question is always like a uh difficult thing to answer and i feel like people just say what they think people would want to hear but I don't know. I think it just sounds like me trying to discover what I'm feeling really, yeah. you know, within the, within the constraints and the restrictions of certain gear. And I think that's really how I like treat music too. I think like I'll build a box or, you know, draw a circle and put the, the tools inside of that. And then you're left to sort of, you know, be a chemist within that and whatever comes out, comes out. I think, you know, a lot of music that I love was built on limitations and not just had, you know, infinite possibilities to it. Like a lot of the stuff you might hear on the radio, it feels, you know, when there's too many cooks in the, in the chemist's kitchen, like you got too many Walter Whites in there and you're going to come out with something like your meth's going to be a little too pure. I think you want a bit of that crank meth and that's what <laughs> I got going. <laughs> yeah. Then you're going to have the whole cartel after you and uh, Polos yeah. Armanos coming after you. Yeah. Meth, no, meth analogies that. meth analogies are not my strong suit no it's, at least it went to breaking bad it wasn't anything uh too pure but uh yeah and i, I like the way you kind of summed up your album and your press uh your pitch was you're talking about how um it's wanting to take someone else's sadness from them and invite it in for dinner it's a sad smile riding the merry-go-round of life and it's important to keep putting quarters in the machine every once in a while and uh, yeah the great great metaphors great analogies for sure uh, but I'm curious about how you were able to capture that within the album. Uh, how did you kind of go about showing that um, in the music and everything? I, I I think it just comes from empathy. You know, I, I think it's understanding what someone else is, who they are, and, you know, how they feel. Really how it is, you know. And ironically, I mean, I, I talk a lot about figuring out how to feel but I think that comes through these relationships you 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 forge with people that aren't necessarily you know from the same walk of life as you um but you find that through empathy I think and I think if the world is a bit more empathetic we might you know be a bit better off but I think empathy and sadness kind of you know go hand in hand it's like the opposite of ignorance is bliss right I think empathy is sadness to a certain extent it's yeah, you know, I I don't think you can be empathetic towards anything necessarily great in life. You know, it's not a it's a meant to have the sort of sad connotation to it, uh, and I think that's channeled. You know, me making the music is my own 
investment in figuring out how I feel and then you know, showcasing people that I find to be interesting and maybe, you know, have a, maybe a bit more of a chip on their shoulder are, uh, to me, I think what makes the world more beautiful, more pure. And that's not to say like all the people in these videos have chips on their shoulders, but I, th I mean, we all do to an extent, but, um, it's just, it's people that I find again, just so, so unique to themselves. And then I'm finding a way that I feel just like them. I see myself in them, you know, mm -hmm. regardless of who it is in these videos. Um, and that's some weird, like, I don't know, empathetic practice that I've been um, just trying to be more consistent with. Um, Cause I think empathy is, you know, one of the first solutions to the shitstorm that we sort of built as humans. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, empathy does go a long way. And especially in the creative world where, uh, it can be a very competitive industry and um, especially music where uh, it's almost such a great place to open up that camaraderie and that empathy. And uh, it's interesting that you're able to kind of do that in different, um, what's the word, different medium, because um, you also, like I said before, you're also a photographer and videographer and, uh, and you make music videos for a living too, which is pretty cool. How, any interesting bands? I know you mentioned Dizzy before. Uh, any other favorites you've worked with? Dizzy, shout out to Dizzy because they are <laughs> one of the best Toronto bands, well, Oshawa bands. But I've started with them. They were my first. They're my first, actually. So I owe them my my uh, my career now. But um, what was your I, first I've song? Your Dizzy first time song, you know, <laughs> first time song. Yeah. Oh, let's get into all the firsts. Uh, no, they were my first music video, and then um, I've done some others. You know, I I did some for Colorado. Um, fuck. Who else have I done them for that people would know? Oh, have you heard of Cleopatric? Yes, I yeah, those two guys. Yeah, out of, uh, Yeah. Hell yeah! I just did two videos for them. Um, they met me at random, and they are gonna blow the fuck up. I agree. I'm very excited for that album. I think that actually comes out the same day yours does, June 4th. It does, which is a bummer. And that's the name of Cleopatra's album out on June 4th as well. Yeah. So this is a nice promo for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. See, this is what I'm talking about, you know, being, uh, being supportive of other artists. Um, yeah. How did they, how did they meet you by random? I'm kind of curious. Um, through the internet, which is nice. Their manager found me on some site that has like a, you know, a curated list of directors in the city or something. Cool. I, I hadn't known about it. And I guess my stupid old website uh, stuck out to them. So then jobs come from having a, a dumb website. <laughs> it, well, dumb, yeah, dumb's one word for it, I guess, if you want to say that. I think it's pretty, it's pretty uh, sharp. It's very aesthetically pleasing. So, and it's HTML like coding. It's Thank HTML. you. <laughs> HTML from grade seven definitely paid off like knowing the sort of you know knowing the rudimentary html can go a long way i agree that's yeah. uh the guy who has a website yeah just knowing the basics yeah. helps yeah you're right yeah you can relate yeah and um which video did you work on with them is it out already is, are you allowed to yeah yeah so there the we did the uh, the video for family van which oh, came out uh two yeah. weeks ago it's them in their their um old van dodge yeah. or pontiac fucking michigan whatever they have yeah, there's rocking uh, out there. Yeah, I remember that one. Rocking out with strobe lights in the LCBO parking lot. So we did that one. And then we shot one last weekend, which is coming out on June 4th as well. Which I won't be able to promote because I got to worry about my own shit. 
That's fair, yeah. Actually, by this point, I guess this is airing technically after the we're recording it about a week and a half earlier. Uh, yes, so so, yeah. so yes, enjoy the video for Victoria Park by Cleopatric. I was there and I had um Jim's Pizza in Coburg and it's some of the best pizza I've ever had. So oh, nice. Yeah. Shout out to Jim's Pizzas too. <laughs> and Pepsi. Don't by. forget don't forget Pepsi. Yeah, they're, they're our major sponsor just for the you know. <laughs> We're going to get Ryan here at the Super Bowl halftime show next year as well. It's all part of the deal. Yeah. I'm such a fucker for wearing this hat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I actually like it. No, that's a cool, that's a sharp looking hat. It's too bad the I podcast do. listeners won't be able to see it. So, if the, Oh, true. It's, it's the a, treats it's a, of the YouTubers. Yeah. It's a big old Pepsi hat, folks. Yeah. It's, it's pretty vintage looking. It's nice. I might, <laughs> I might steal it when he's not home. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, too. And the other thing, it's, it's, uh, speaking about your videography stuff, too. Um, so this album has that visual aspect with like these people of Toronto that you've brought in. But you've also done uh, a live album shot in a roller skating rink, right? The Fear in Public? Yeah. Yeah. That Scooter's Roller Palace in Etobicoke. Ah, yes. Good old West End. Um, yes. Eddie Bioki, as they say. Oh yeah, what was that uh, Netflix show? They they've messed up the. Oh, was it? Oh, oh don't fuck with online? cats. Yeah, or yeah. Like that. I yeah. kill cats online. I like that. That's yeah. the name of my next single. <laughs> yeah, and they say yeah, Itaboki or something. Oh, anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, poor Canada. Rip. Rip. Uh, but uh, yeah, fear of public. How how does that differ from kind of blue two or is it basically you're just kind of going through the tracks in this really cool venue, right? Is that, uh, or, or do you feel like there's a different edge to it? Um, I think they definitely, they definitely assimilate. I think they're two, two halves of a whole with the whole record. You know, I love when bands do live videos. I just didn't want to do something in a studio because I, I don't think I could maintain anyone's interest for longer than 30 seconds if they were just sort of traditional studio videos. So I, I wanted to build some form of a, you know, COVID related void to it or emptiness. And I felt like somewhere that's normally packed with kids hmm. and the smell yeah. of popcorn on like a Saturday, which I think we shot on a Saturday too, was just empty and freezing cold. And it kind of shows it's like a, supposed to feel a little sad kind of like the record i think um and i wanted to i wanted to find a way to bring wigs back out who wigs w-i-g-z who is the guy in the pink suit in it who um stars and directs it directs it actually i mean oh sweet yeah yeah well i mean yeah he 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 directed it um he's my subconscious in it that's what we sort of um came to terms with that he is sort of the personification of my mind for this record if that makes sense he is the character of of my mind for this whole thing so we kind of have him in there as my my subconscious um driving the thing and directing the thing and you know he's um he's now become a a friend he's a very very interesting guy i will say that's good yeah it's good to know interesting yeah. people it keeps your life uh i guess well interesting for lack of a better word exciting and adventurous He's an adventurous guy too. I think he's up in uh, northern northern Quebec right now, surveying land for some Australian oil company, just on a job he got. And he now, I think he's called Wigs because he changes his hair every seems like every fucking month. But he's got Hab's hair right now, so he's got nice. white, blue, and red, which I'm a little disappointed in him for. But 
It's okay. You're also talking no. to a Habs fan, so it's fine. Oh, shit. <laughs> and my laptop just died. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Tonight's going to be interesting. I mean, I know this is June 8th, potentially, but um, tonight is going to be interesting. Yes. So. The uh, We'll see what the future selves have to say about tonight. This is game five elimination on the on the uh, precipice um, it's happening dude yeah we'll, we'll see we'll see about that i honestly not to divert too much but I, I was telling my roommate before the series even started and i don't don't hate me other Habs fans okay i'm just being truthful like i predicted five games well in advance it's just you know just stats but, for the uh, leafs yeah for, i thought the leafs were gonna win a five so we'll see if i'm correct Fuck. but uh Jonah Hill and Moneyball. <laughs> yeah, just a pessimistic Habs fan. <laughs> um, but speaking, yeah, go back to the topic of your artwork and stuff too. I, I kind of curious about your photography uh, as well, because I know you, you have some pretty cool shots in there. And uh, how do you, do you kind of have like a hierarchy in terms of what you prefer to do? Like do you prefer to shoot video, take photos, write music? Or is it just kind of all of the above? It just feels like um, that I, I'm just grateful to be doing any of it mm -hmm. um, and that I sort of, you know, committed to doing all of it just to see, you know, I've just been throwing shit at the wall for years and seeing what sticks. I mean, I've, I, I obviously I think I started it's like that, like you try and think back to why did I start loving music? You know what I mean? Like why? you know, why did you want to, you know, do music journalism? And you start to, you know, equate things to your your childhood for the most part, right? And I realized, like, oh, it's because all I did was watch movies when I went to my dad's house every weekend. He'd rent, like, four movies, and that was our family time. And it's like, oh, okay, it makes sense. I was, you know, my dad was a fucking VHS pirater. So it was like, <laughs> nice. okay, I clearly became obsessed with movies. Uh and same with music, like just records everywhere playing all the time. And I think um, I think that stuff strikes you at a young age and you don't really realize it until later. Do you notice any of the movies that you watched growing up kind of still stand with you uh, in terms of inspiration and influence? Oh, yeah. I'm on a I'm, I'm, I'm writing a film right now um, called 1999 about the year 99 because of the sort of, you know, profound influence ahead on me now in retrospect where I sort of had this weird overwhelming nostalgia for that year specifically which was you know a pretty successful year uh, film wise you know and also um, informed me the most as a kid I would say because I would have I would have been what uh, 11 12 then so I feel like those are formative years to begin with and then you pair this sort of like you just getting flushed with this sort of American culture through film yeah. at that age. And it was like, I'm still just so in love with that era. Like the nine, like 99, if you go and look up films that were released that year, you'll be like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. And it's just a fucking <laughs> laundry list of, of incredible film. And I'm speaking subjectively from my own influence, but it just seemed like such like a, a pivotal year for, for, for me and for goddamn Hollywood. Yeah, actually, it's funny you say that too with the film because I remember music too. That's, uh, yeah, like 99, 2000, probably up to like 2003. Like there was just some, for me, that was a very formative time as well. And yeah, I went through, I made a YouTube video a while back where I 
made this playlist with all of these songs. Every year of my life, I've, I chose a song uh, and constructed it chronologically like that. And yeah, just doing the research into whatever stood out. And there would just be these years where it was just like 50 to 100 tracks. I'm like, holy crap, like this is such a good year for music. And uh, yeah, I kind of just, you forget about stuff and then it pops up again. You're like, oh yeah, yeah. I remember why I loved mm-hmm. it so much. So so you were doing like a, like a, a, doing the lineage of a time capsule. If you're playing from, you know, start, start of your life to, to, to present day, that's uh it's gotta be an interesting thing to hear sort of um, the ebb and flow of that, that sort of quickly, you know what I mean? It's like a, it's like a, a time-lapse through that many years of music. Which yeah. Is... And it's, it's cool to hear from start to finish. You definitely notice, you know, the difference and everything different than sound. And even my personal taste starts to, you can see it starting to switch over, especially in high school and stuff like that too, which is fun. But, interesting. Uh, it'd be, it'd be really, really interesting to see a sort of a graph you know, equating all of that as far as, yeah, personal taste, production trends, you know, um, where music was at, you know, where the zeitgeist of it was. I, th- I feel like I'm seeing that infograph in my head right now and it's it's pretty, it's vibrant. That's cool. Yeah, well, he'll hopefully make it turn it into something tangible. That'd be kind of cool to see, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Yeah, if you do get around to it, let me know. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. It's on my list now. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about your the screenplay that you're working on too? I'm kind of curious now about 99 or is it just very much in its infancy, early stages? No, that one, I I, I started writing that one when I was 15. But oh, cool. um, again, like you want to talk about like, you know, your personal taste changing. If you were to read the first draft, which wasn't even a first draft, it was maybe, you know, 15 pages in 2003, you'd be laughing at it. I'm going to find it one day and get really high and watch it or or read, or read it, it but yeah. um now it's a you know it's it's just something i've been chip it's an it's an idea it's like the seed of an idea i've been chipping away at since then but i'm actually working on a different one funny enough uh called candy cane k cane with nice. a k so hey. very serendipitous there but that one i've been i've been working on for the past like four or five years and just trying to get it off the ground you know like i don't understand the I, th- I think I do the music and music video thing more because it's it's easier to access and it, you can do it in you know uh, you can do it singularly but for the most part but film you know you need an army and you need people with money because money yeah. is money talks and that's all film is right so I'm just overwhelmed by you know the patience of waiting to get the right people involved but um, I think like to answer your question from earlier this is what all this is heading towards I think is it's sort of, you know, putting the, um, I've always kind of had the cart ahead of the horse with everything I do. Um, like I remember going and like going to shows in, in the mid two thousands and bringing dem unfinished demos that I just, that I quickly burned onto a CD that day and giving them to like follow boy or like some 41, you know, the bands <laughs> you were in love with when you were 14, 15 yeah. and, and like just being a dumb, naive child thinking, Oh Yeah this is going to be my fucking Mark Wahlberg rock star break. But it's, um, I've, I've realized now like getting the, getting the cart behind the horse is a nice way to live. And I think by doing all this stuff, hopefully that is, you know, that's putting that into, uh, you know, uh, practice to yeah. try and get a film made ultimately is what I'm trying to say. I think by making, you know, hopefully if I can make, make enough music videos, you sort of elevate to the next platform and then, you know, continue from there but uh time will tell so if you know anyone who has about like 
two and a half million just (laughs) yeah i'll uh, i'll have to get back to you on that one but uh i'll definitely i'll make a note of it you know who does pepsi that's right. Hey, sponsored by Pepsi. Is this uh, if this episode gets two point five million dollars, I'll, I'll I'll invest it all into your film. If you get a cease and desist now from Pepsi, uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm really gonna, sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna pass that over to you. That's your problem. Now. <laughs> but that's an interesting point because I, I think, especially in the creative industry, about you know having the uh, getting your hopes up early on and having these like extravagant expectations, almost subconsciously, where you're like, "Yeah, this is my break. This is gonna work." Um, do you find it's difficult as a creative to still kind of have some sort of optimism in your, in your work, or do you kind of just let it happen? And uh, you know, what, what, what will be, will be sort of thing. If that makes sense. I think I'm, yeah, it does. I think I'm still partially delusional, which is why I'm still doing it. You know, I think, uh, I think you, that's a requirement. Um, if you don't sort of strike right away, with what people might consider success, but um, I, I don't know. I feel like you you also, there is like a, you know, epiphany, if you want to call it that, or at least I've had that where I've said, you know, it's, it's kind of like, it's like an epiphany over a year of time. It's like a, a turtle's epiphany. And you just say, yeah, this is what I do. And I will, you know, I will figure this out. And what's the worst that's going to happen? You know, I think like there's a, certain amount of fear associated with a lot of things that are uncertain like this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not fear's an interesting word. Yeah. Fear is, I think, um, fear's funny to me. I think it's what it is. Like, I don't know. I just had this constant reminder that, Hey, I'm going to die one day. So really, honestly, that's been my yeah. mantra and it, that's sort of what just, you know, propels me and compels me to do it. It's, uh, it's that simple, really. I just tell myself that most days. Yeah, I just got that's that that's uh you know this is starting to make me think a bit harder about stuff too because, yeah, the idea of fear it's it, it's not real like it's such a hypothetical, uh, non-existent being almost. It's part of especially the creative process. People get afraid of rejection or something failing, but yeah, like the idea that we're not more like we're we're more we're all very gonna die you know we're all gonna die one day and uh having something that you're gonna just want to work towards for without even that idea in mind is very important um yeah i think i think death can make you kind of hurry fast <laughs> sometimes sometimes yeah once you, once you kind of get aware of it like oh shit that's behind me yeah i should uh work yeah you know when we don't know when we're gonna go that's sort of my the wake-up call that can come with that you know is uh when the laziness sets in just you know just push a little harder yeah i still wish i could put you know and that's like i want to be pushing a lot harder than i do i see people who you know have sort of surpassed me many a times in their early 20s you know they've lapped me twice on the track so to speak and it's just like that's they pushed a little harder yeah Yeah. and especially nowadays with social media being so prominent and and that uh that expectation too like it's so as you get into like you know late 20s early 30s and stuff the idea of seeing you know like athletes or celebrities or you know influencers that are like 18 years old just you know crushing it it's like holy holy shit like what am i what have i done with my life but in that way it's almost as fake as fear right it's just 
you know, they're not you, they, you don't have the same circumstances and, um, yeah, you, you can almost, it's almost damaging is equally as damaging as being afraid of your own failure or something. I agree. I like that too. Um, I'm, I'm taking that for a title. Fake sure. as fear. <laughs> as fake as that sounds so nice. I'm changing fear in public to fake as fear. Fake or fear. No, fear is fake. Fake is fear. You can fear do it too. Yeah. Fear is fake. Okay. But yeah, I think if, yeah, fear, if you think about it, yeah, like fear is not a, it's not a real thing. It's just like a reaction to something and that hasn't even happened yet for the most part. Uh, so at least in terms of creativity, I'm not talking about somebody's chasing you, but uh, in terms of being afraid of putting yourself out there and, and working towards something, it is very much a fake thing. It's not, uh, it's not yeah. there. But you know, the death is the real thing. Yeah. Just, just find the death mantra and you're good. I, I've always been shunned by some of my friends like, oh, you're such a, you know, you're so negative and stuff like that. It's like, no, I, I like to consider myself very much a realist when it comes to that sort of thing. It's like, yes, I've accepted, I've understood, I've understood the terms, the terms and conditions and I'm going to do things uh, as best as I can to my own liking and uh, we'll see how it goes. So, well, you, you, Kane, you're right. You know, I cynics, cynics live in fear. I've, I've come to realize. Yeah. Uh, so. Wow. This, this podcast took a really interesting turn, but um Death, death, death. Yeah, I went from kind of blue too to kind of uh, more very blue, blue. <laughs> very blue too. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks a lot, Ryan. This is this has been a good chat for sure. I was going to ask too. Uh, you're saying how that the guy Eddie that was in your videos. You've known him since you were 16. Uh, yeah. How did he? How has he been part of your life? Like, who is this guy? I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm just going to pry into your personal life now. That's fine. Oh man, it's it's it got me so nostalgic too because I was thinking about this the other day. But I met Eddie, um, you know, like we're around the same age or like gener generationally, I, I I suppose we had the same sort of you know um, um, influences and whatnot growing up. But uh, like I, it's so weird to think about how you met people back when you were like fifteen, sixteen, because now you have like a, such a concrete, uh, you know. Um, memory and you know um of how you how you meet people these days and it becomes sort of just like a and b equals c right mm -hmm. but I, I think i met him through this this is gonna sound so fucking funny but like through the myspace scene and then we started seeing each other at shows and then the mall like we'd be at the mall and this guy's like this guy fucking it, you see eddie at the mall when you're 16 this guy sticks out because he, at that point you know he's, he was tatted head to toe which you know, it was it was such like a SoCal thing back in the mid two thousands. It wasn't as common yeah. to see here, right? Especially at that age when you're so you know so impressionable. And Eddie was at the mall. He's like six foot fucking two, and um, we met him, and then we started going to shows together. And then I remember we were at like a show where Travis Barker was playing, and one of these security guys just came and grabbed Eddie brought him backstage and then he's gone for like the whole show and comes back with a bag of swag later i'm just like okay <laughs> eddie's interesting um and then he we just started bonding the first week we met him actually with my old band we were called chasing amy fucking we meet him at the mall and next week he comes back and he has a chasing amy tattoo like the logo right here on his shoulder like this big four inches by four inches just slapped on his you know his shoulder bone and at that point, I was like, okay, this guy, you know, this guy means business. And we've just been friends ever since, you know, and we, you know, we have very different lives. Um, we don't talk as often as, as we used to, but 
Um, he's still in the city here and, you know, I like working with him whenever I can. He, he, again, was another actor who, you know, just kind of, he fell off of acting for a bit, but, you know, was, um, aspired to do it for, for a long time in the city here. And he was getting, you know, he was getting a lot of acting roles as, uh, you know, the, uh, the con in the jail cell in like the, you know, in the action movie scene, the cellmate. Yeah. big scary tattooed cellmate and you talk to the guy for three seconds and he's completely disarms you and he is the nicest and sweetest dude um but i think where i'm, where I'm going with that is that he's someone who like again like that sort of like um prejudice that might come into play when you meet someone i had that when i first met him i was fucking scared shitless of the of the dude and now i like it's like it's so nice to like see him in a city and you know someone walk by him like an old lady and be like shitting in her drawers for a second and then realize he's like the sweetest guy and his his eyes are tattooed black now he's got horns in his head um and he's going for i think he's going for some guinness record for for body modifications i can't remember what it was exactly but he's he's trying to become you know the get the fucking get in that book but uh he we've just been friends since then so that's almost like 16 years ago which is really kind of really crazy to think about but um he's just always been sort of you know in and out of my life through that um and it's funny that you can like just simply you just met people at shows and on myspace by putting yourself out there when you were young i don't know i feel like i don't know if the culture is still the same i hope it is but fuck i don't know it's it seems tougher to meet people the older you get <laughs> yeah i think part of that too is like i don't know personally i just it just gets it gets tiring after a while. It's not so much that you don't want to. It's just like I, I don't know if I have the energy to to launch something, you know, this potentially, you know, this, this intense. But um, energy. I think there's still that. Uh, there's still that dynamic. I think it's just obviously shifted to different uh, platforms and you know slightly different dynamics. But I know a lot of people, you know, are connecting through TikTok and Instagram and stuff, which is, I guess, kind of our version of my MySpace. Which is great. I again, like I used to be so cynical about a lot of a lot of that but it's like the technology has grown so quickly socially speaking and i think that's such a benefit i mean there's certainly the you know the pitfalls to it um i think it's a double-edged sword but like communication has never been better and worse at the same time do you know what i mean it's yeah. it's instant communication or ease of commun- access to communication is so you know so vivid now but it's you know I wonder how much we're really, really talking. <laughs> kind of deep too. This is yeah. kind of deep too. That's the that's the porn we're shooting for this <laughs> album, actually. Directed which, by Ryan. Based, yeah. Hey, that's a good idea actually for the next. Keep keep switching up the sort of the the uh, visual components of this. Yeah, like just further your multidimensionalism and just go right into you know porno- pornography and then just jump into you know snuff films or whatever. <laughs> just kidding. Snuff <laughs> films would be sweet. I did think honestly for the next record, I thought I had the idea of toying with. It's gonna be a pretty sad one, um, but I had the idea of toying with turning the whole visual element of it into a soap opera. So like oh. shoot a soap opera while the music's all being performed live, um, but. I'll need some money to do that. <laughs> yeah. So Pepsi, if you're listening back to our original point, that's really cool. Uh, I'm excited. Hopefully you, you know, kind of have some element or some ability to bring that to, to fruition because that sounds like a very interesting, I feel like you're just always one step ahead of things and trying to make things as interesting and, 
as engaging as possible. I feel is that. Uh, I feel like I'm 20 steps behind, but you know, maybe that's a good thing as well. I think maybe that whole cart and the horse thing, maybe, maybe some people are meant to go a bit backwards. I don't know, but, um, yeah, just do what I do what I can. Well, it's not to sound like a Chinese proverb, but uh, if everyone's going ahead and they're all going to look the same direction, right? You want to be looking a little off sometimes. Boom. That's on your tombstone. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Cynical Habs fan, all facing the same way. Yeah. Kind of deep too. Kind of deep too. When it's you a die, two, it's kind of deep two. too. And you can, it, there's an easy, easy sequel name too. Like you just switch the two. Oh yeah, that's true. That there is yeah. a lot of uh, you could do a play on words there for sure. Kind yeah, of kind of deep, or, two, kind two, of deep or... two. Okay, then we're getting yeah. That's gonna be a better porn for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's in a ballet, it's a New York New York City ballet thing or something. Careful the ideas you give me. You've already written some lyrics for me. So. Oh man, yeah, this is great. I'm excited. Hey, look, just. You know, slap my name in the album lining. I'll be okay with that. That's, that's all done. Done. Uh, but yeah, guys, don't forget to check out Kind of Blue too. It's come. It's already been out since Friday, June fourth. Uh, and check out Fear in Public too. Just if you want something a little different to ease your mind in a weird way, I feel is the best way to put it. Yeah, I like that. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks so much, Ryan, for chatting with me. I appreciate you coming it's, on the show. It's nice to chat with someone. Genuinely. Yeah. Oh, and uh, what are your, I know your handles, your socials are a bit different. Um, Cause it's not quite Ryan faced. It's uh... <laughs> no doubt. My friends are going to read me up for that. <laughs> uh, I haven't played the game too well. It's just uh, at cowboy drugs. If you're on, on Instagram and then you can find just oboywonder.com. Yeah. Check out his website, Everything. HTML coding from grade seven worked, uh, worked out very, very well. <laughs> it looks pretty cool. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Cowboy drugs. What a strange choice of words. What a strange life. Dude, it's right, goes right up there with cocaine cowgirl. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you can switch that That's up. That's good. All right. Well, thanks. To, thanks. Anyways, thanks so much, Ryan. I much appreciated. Uh, thank you for having me, Kane. And no. um, thank you for for talking to me. It always, yeah. I guess the 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 moral of the story is if you put a a picture of Jonah Hill in a pitch release. Um, I'm probably gonna read it. <laughs> the Jonah Hill thing fucking works. It works. I was like, "What the hell is this?" But yeah, it works. Sometimes it just works. So. <sighs> Love that. All right, thanks, Ryan. <laughs> thanks very much, Kane. <laughs>